0: Welcome to Practical Access. I'm Lisa Deeker
1: and I'm Rebecca Hines and Lisa I'm so excited about this episode. Uh, We'll be talking with someone who's made a profound difference in both of our careers and also in the lives of children across the world.
0: Yeah, so we're so excited to have with us today Marilyn Friend. Thank you, Marilyn, for joining us. Very
2: happy to be here.
0: Yeah, and Marilyn, as many know, is a guru of many things, but she's also a professor emerita at UNC Greensboro, and she is a consultant who's impacting schools and districts across the country, across the globe. So thank you for taking time to join us today. And we kind of start with the first question asking you, and sometimes people are like, well, that's a tough question. But what are you most proud of to this point that you've really made an impact in the field to date? I agree with all of the people who say that that's a hard question because <laughs> it is a hard question.
2: And I guess if I really think about it, what I hope most is that I have been an influence on all of the teachers and administrators and other professionals who work with students with disabilities. And I I sincerely hope that through writing textbooks that I am told translate research to practice in a way that make them consumable by teacher candidates, and that by working in schools with professionals who have their sleeves rolled up and they're in the weeds and they're trying to make it work, sometimes in very difficult circumstances, that I can help them step back and kind of assess their practice and look at a new place to go and feel good about what they're doing, but know that there's an additional oomph that they can (laughs) give it that will be even better for kids. And that, to me, is what I hope I'm doing. My brother, who's in business, once said, I'm so glad there are people like you
1: who want to save the world, (laughs) and I guess that's part
2: of being a special educator. I think it is.
1: I think that's something that we all three have in common, is that that sincere desire, and it's our pleasure to have you here. Um, So Marilyn, that special oomph, we all know as people who (laughs) train teachers, uh, it's hard to define. It's hard to define, and it's hard to acquire if you're a young teacher or a new teacher. So... Let's say I'm a brand new teacher, and I'm walking into a setting where I'm gonna be collaborating, and I I wasn't trained for that. Can you give us some practical tips on what someone can do to get started in a collaborative setting? Sure,
2: Um, the first thing that new teachers should do is write a letter to their university and ask why they didn't receive explicit training in collaboration,
0: because if you're going to be a 21st century
2: educator, Collaboration is kind of a condition for employment. So that would be my number one. Now, that new teacher, though, facing working on maybe a professional learning community or a grade-level team or hopefully some co-teaching, I think there are several things that new teachers should do. One is to be humble and listen a lot, but be assertive and understand what your job is and not be willing to do just what anybody says you should do. You really need to get your own true north in order and be confident of the skills that you bring, be able to articulate those skills, and to offer ideas on how they can mesh with the work of other educators in the school. I think that's the starting point, uh, because if special educators work at a disadvantage from the sense of power in a technical sense, then it's very unlikely that they'll be able to accomplish what they need to accomplish with students. I think something else is to realize this is developmental, whatever the kind of collaboration, and making sure to celebrate small progress and to really recognize when those relationships are being built and to gradually grow the network and the overall collegial community is something that should be done with purpose and with a recognition that it won't happen in the first six weeks of school. But on the other hand, I think teachers also have to keep in mind they have to have their own little collaborative houses in order so that they are not participating in kind of gossip and other things that go on, that they try to solve problems with their colleagues that they be willing to speak up a little bit, recognizing that they're at a disadvantage when they're brand new in their schools those are a few things i'd suggest
0: perfect i love it uh wish you would have told me that before i started teaching (laughs) well and and, you know i I love some of the words you said celebration get your true north And, and you know that's what you reflect you know cc president you know you haven't just been a professor but you've really given to the field and this is the 100th anniversary of cc so i would love for you to think uh with us or share with us where do you see this future roadmap for collaboration, uh, mm-hmm. inclusion, co-teaching? That work that you've done, where do you, yeah. where do you hope it goes? What's, what's your vision for the future nope. so we can all be on your coattail and ride it? <laughs> <laughs> you, when
2: computers were new, every new version that came out was a gigantic leap. And the technology was just jaw-droppingly different and changed, and we often had to learn gigantic new things And then over the past, what, maybe six, seven years, the changes are not gigantic. The big things are there already. And until we get quantum computing, which will come, and that will be a big lift, but until we go in that direction, its nuances and its subtleties and its deepening, I think that's the same for the entire discipline of collaborative educator practice, that we used to say collaboration, but it was probably mostly cooperation. And for a while with co-teaching, we talked about professional marriages, which is so 1990s now. <laughs> and we now recognize that it's partnership. Some of those great big shifts that were needed, I think, have happened. And what I see going forward is that we will deepen and broaden and strengthen. In co-teaching, it will be about stable relationships over time, with adequate time to prepare for the quality delivery of instruction, but the emphasis will be on what is good quality instruction as we're collaborating. On teams, I think it will be something similar. It won't be that the teams will be completely different, but they will have a clearer focus, they will have a clearer purpose, they will have better data collection so that as we work together on behalf of students, we are, yes, embracing children and having relationships, but we use data to make the decisions. And so I don't think at this point it's about giant new.
1: I think at this point it's more about subtleties. Love it. Marilyn, from the work that you do and the schools that you visit, and you mentioned these, these nuances, is there is there an overriding layer that you see is needed in in many places uh is it the data for example is there um is there a need for more focus on specific data on specific students or do you happen to see that there's more information needed about getting started with collaboration
2: i'd go in a different direction perfect The greatest need is for administrators in preparation and those in practice not just to talk about collaboration and say they're supportive of the teachers who are collaborating, but to deeply understand it as a pillar of what it means to be a 21st century administrator and put in place the structures for it, the practices that foster it, and then hold themselves and teachers accountable for it and i think that teachers will rise to the occasion because they always do and if the expectations are clear and the professional development is there they'll grow as collaborative colleagues but i think too often what's missing is the deep understanding on the part of site and district administrators Who are really the people who will cause this to happen. You know, organic growth of this is great. And in many cases, some of the best partnerships are organic. But we don't get systemic change. We don't get feasibility. We don't get sustainability unless we have that strong administrative support.
0: So wonderful advice. We really appreciate you taking time to be on the podcast. And your voice in the field is just one that we both so appreciate. And thanks for your leadership. Thank you. Thanks for all your hard work. Enjoyed it. All right. Thank you. If you have any questions, you can uh, tweet us at Access Practical, or you can post questions on our Facebook page. Thank you.